Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And uh, we were just talking about, before we left, we were singing that, uh, our, what was we singing? Our God is awesome God or He reigns? Our God reigns. Yeah, our God reigns. Yeah, He does reign. And we were just talking about, you know, in life you're going to have trials and tribulations, but you need to constantly and continually increase your faith. And when we say that means in the word of God, put faith in what God said, not what the circumstances says, not what the fact says, not what the situation says, but what the Lord says, because God watches over his word to perform it. And we referenced John one in the beginning was the word. So, and God loves the word so much. He names Jesus over in revelation and say, he shall be called the word of God. And the scripture tells us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So we need to look unto the word of God as the author and the finisher of our faith because we've been paid for it with the precious blood of Jesus. The scripture says, uh, you know, the blood of goats and rams and bulls wasn't even sufficient, you know. Even though they did it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they used that to sacrifice. Either, no, I got something better. It's going to come through uh, my son Jesus. This is the blood that really counts. <laughs> and we've been purchased. A lot of people got to get a revelation Christians just of that, that you've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and what that means. That means to God, that meant a lot because we know in Old Testament, that's how you got your sins covered. You had to sacrifice some blood had to be shedding. And the scripture says, well, there's no shedding of blood. There's no remission of sins. So, again, this back into his word. You got to know what the word says, because that's what puts the devil on the run. Remember, Jesus as soon as he started his earthly ministry, he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And we know what happened in the wilderness. Satan, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was on an absolute fast, meaning no food or water. <laughs> and Satan knew that, too, because Satan tried to get you at your weak point. He knew that. He started telling Jesus, I know you're hungry, but if you're the son of man, hey, command these stones to become bread. What did Jesus kept saying? It is written. It is written, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of him. He kept on talking about word, word. He kept on saying what was written, the word of God, the word of God. And that same truth is for us today. You got to know what's written. You got to know what you need to start living off every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God's this book right here. And you need to verbalize that because that's when Satan knows you know that and you're verbalizing it because we're on a word planet and death and life ain't in the power of the devil. According to Deuteronomy 18, 21, it's in the power of the tongue. You better start speaking that word of God because that's what heaven's going to watch over and perform. That's what's going to make the angels that we have. I call them goodness and mercy. Them angels, they follow me all the days of my life. That's what dispatches angels. A lot of Christians don't even understand because they don't study the word, the manual, the owner's manual, the handbook to find out they got angels assigned to them. We got angels which are assigned to us. And they watch over us and they help navigate. When you're in a car accident and don't nothing happen, the car's all mangled, you come out without a scratch, 
Yeah, those angels, goodness and mercy had you covered. God, we know that with Daniel, uh, he dispatched the the the, the archangel Michael. Because the other little ones, you know, wasn't sufficing. He called the big boys out. And God has angels for us. You have to, un Scripture says, if you're a stranger to your covenant, you're without hope. You know, that is an interesting story because uh, one angel had been bringing the word. Right. And the devil he got held up. Yeah, he got held weeks. up. Yeah. And finally, Michael has to come and rescue him. And you need to, I called on Michael all the time. I've call, been calling on him since I've been going through this fast because Michael going to bring some breakthrough. And he's still, Michael ain't dead. He's still alive. He still reigns. We just God can still dispatch him. And you have to understand that a lot of Christians, they've been going to these churches, man. They ain't filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will. They don't even know what they have a right to, what's available to you. If you in a military, you got to know what type of equipment you got and how to use it. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he doesn't go to our church. And we were talking about something, and he said, well, I'm not superstitious like that. And I said, what do you mean? He's, well, I don't, I, all that supernatural stuff and angels and demons and all. He says, I'm not, super, I'm not superstitious like that. I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. And it is amazing how many, and he's a Christian. He, he would tell you he's a Christian. How many Christians don't believe in the supernatural realm? It's just like all there is right here is all there is. That, that well, there aren't angels around. There aren't demons around. There's, none of that stuff is really real. It's just, that's just in people's heads that really the only thing that's real is the stuff that you can touch and feel and taste and smell and hear and see all those things that our senses tell us are real. Everything else is just like superstitious mumbo jumbo and that they're just way beyond that kind of superstition. And you know what I, I, I say to that? I, I refer right back to the word. The Bible talks about two different type of Christians. Talks about three different type of people, but two type of Christians. It says there's the spiritual Christian. That's one that believes supernatural. And then there's the carnal Christian. He only believes what he can see. Now, I'm going to reference that. Look, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul speaking. And we know Paul operated in the supernatural. He says, brethren, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal. As to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk. And not with solid food, for now you are not able to receive it, and and still now you're not able to be, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, you are carnal and behaving like mere men. He said you're behaving like mere men. And I'm gonna back up to First Corinthians two. He talks about these three men. Verse fourteen, he says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So you got Christians like that back to don't believe the word. Well, the word of God talks about these signs shall follow those who believe. Jesus said in my name, they're going to cast out demons. They're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to lay hands on the sick. So he said, I don't believe none of that. So you just said you don't believe the word. So now you got Christians that read the word. They just don't believe the word. Well, And how many Christians don't really think that God still heals people? Well, you don't believe the word. Right. Remember back to the sore. So Jesus talked about it in the parable of the sore. He says some seeds. Chico and in this area that don't. Been to a lot of them. Don't yeah. Lay hands on people and pray for them. I know they don't because they don't believe because you're not going to practice what you don't believe. 
Because God not. doesn't do that. He used to do that. Right. That, that was for back in the day. That was back when the apostles were well, here. Well, my Bible said he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. How long is forevermore? Forevermore. Everlasting to right. everlasting. If, if Jesus was healing people back in the day, he's still doing it Well, today. he said the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is still alive and, and kicking. And in you. Yeah, it'll work in you. All you got to do, here's it. This is all see, you got to do, see, Richard, right you here. You got to get a revelation of that, though. But, but, but the it, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in me. But all you have to do is one thing, what you said to do in the beginning of the year. Believe. Right. That's Love it. God. That's it. You just got to believe it. And when you believe it, you'll receive it. And you receive it, you'll conceive it. And when you conceive it, you will achieve so it. So many Christians think that they're in the world powerless, that they have no, no power. Greater is that he. we're just like victims. Whatever no. the devil's going to do to me, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We are not left well, powerless. Tell me, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. That tell me they have no revelation of the truth. And that's why sometimes you got to get a word and just meditate on it. As you meditate on God's word, he's going to give you a greater revelation. He's going to give you some insight. He's going to awaken. He's going to speak to your spirit about truth. And here's the thing I know about truth. It's the highest form of reality. So if your reality is down here, get some truth, and then you're going to be set free. And then you'll start speaking the truth because it sets free. Remember, the scripture says in Romans 10, the word is near you. It's in your heart, and it's in your mouth. He said that's the word of faith that we preach or speak because when you preach, you're speaking. So you got to speak life. You got and, and Jesus said the words I speak are spirit, and they are life. You got to speak the word of God. That's the only thing that makes demons tremble. Yeah, they bow down to the word of God, especially when you when you decree it in the name of Jesus. You stamp it with the name of Jesus. That's the name that every knee bows and every tongue confess. He's Lord. Remember those demons? Lord, Jesus, let, let us go into the swine. Right. <laughs> Jesus came on the scene. They knew. Oh, okay, oh, the real deal's here. Remember? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you cats? Right. So you got to know who you are. And we make a declaration at Raymond Word of Faith every Sunday before I get started. I say, everybody, get your Bible, put it in the air, and declare after me. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. In Jesus' name. You know, you wonder why, how it is. Jesus cast demons out of people. The apostles cast demons out of people. And Vince does it too. And why so many Christians, though, today think that, oh, that, that's... That's just for superstition. That's just for, and even if they, they think it was real, that was just for them. Well, that's how because, come, like how we said. How come so many Christians don't think this stuff is still They exists? have no faith in God. Remember, just after Jesus cursed, spoke to the fig tree, and it withered up, they say, wow, Jesus, the tree you spoke to is withered up. And you know what Jesus' next reply was? Have faith in God. Basically, he was saying, have the God kind of faith. And then when he speaks to the storm in the boat, they all look at each other and go, man, even the wind and the waves listen to him. And what you just said, they still do it today. Wow, that don't even happen no more. We didn't, we didn't diminish a relationship with God down to nothing. Well, nothing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's dead. It's nice, He's dead. It's fun. Yeah. It's something to do on it, it, No, it's a program. We didn't reduce it down to a program. That goes smooth. That goes smooth. It's <laughs> <laughs> a program that goes smooth. smooth. And, and that, that's it. Wow, what's the power? I thought there was power that came with the kingdom. Remember? Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power unto God unto salvation. there's people that are going to have a form of godliness, but not understand. They're the, the ones we you just referenced. Yeah, they're still out there. I, I encounter them. a form of it. I encounter them every day, man. And here's how I know. Because your heart 
your mouth is going to declare what your heart, what's in your heart. Your mouth going to speak it. Like you say, that guy said, what, what did he say? That stuff don't work no more. So he just, you don't do that. He just declared what was in his heart. He don't believe none of this. Because your heart is. Well, that was for apostolic times. This is up. If any time. Have you heard people say that though? That was for back in the day. No, this is. If any time we need the supernatural is right now. Oh man. Without God's supernatural power, what do we got? See, that's the thing. This is why Paul says they, they have a form of godliness, but don't understand the power thereof. If we don't have God's, <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit, we've got nothing. You have no weapons against the devil whatsoever. You might as well just let him use you for a punching bag. And, and what about this revelation that he gave us? The whole earth is really another curse and it's waiting for us. Well, right. I guess it's Roman. going straight to hell if it's waiting on us. So we have no power. Right. It's waiting on us. Well, 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 that's not reveling anymore either. I, I'm looking around. There's calamity. I think it is. And the church needs to stand up. I was just Bishop Jakes, one of my mentors. He's having this conference January the 15th, which is Thursday in Dallas, because that's where his ministry is located, on speaking on, because he got obviously dealing with him, speaking about the racial divide in this nation. He's saying everybody's welcome. We're going to have we're about to have this conversation. And I say hip hop, hop, hooray, hallelujah, because it's going to start with the house of God. It's going to start with the church. Well, it has to. The whole earth is waiting on us. Because remember, we're God's the sons of God. We're God's representatives on earth. And if we, and we supposed to have the truth in us. If we don't start it and say, hey, this wrong, blah, 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 who going to do it? We waiting on the world to do it. He said, no, no, no. The world is waiting on you. You need to step up to the place. So Brother Jake's. You know, kudos to him for doing that. And he made a couple of the, you know, statements concerning, you know, the racial tensions or the vision that's happening in the country. And, he, and God obviously is speaking to him, hey, open it up. Let's get this discussion because we, you know, we don't want to have this discussion. And everybody's saying, you know, we need to talk. We need to have some healthy discussion about this issue. And we do. And the church is yeah, the main one. people standing and yelling at each other across the street. Right. That ain't going to get it right there. That's not going to get you know, it. Accusing each other right. of this, that, and the other thing isn't going to And, and here's what I know. The word of God is the truth. So let's take the truth of the, words of God, the word of God and apply it to this circumstance, to this situation. Let's see what God had to say about it. And, what it let, and let's let God be true. So, so let's just do the word. Now, if God says... He's made all people the same. Let's just go to the scriptures, rightly divide the word of truth and see what the word of God, because God has something to say about people. Actually, he says in first John and John, God so loved the world. He loves people. So we let's find out what God's heart is and then make that our reality, make that our truth and start operating in that because we say we're a Christian nation. Right. We are in the one nation under God, the U.S. of A. <laughs> so let's, let's yeah, in God we trust. We got it on our money. Back there is what's God. But anyway, the God agreed or or the one and only living true God. I would like to say, and I'm going to declare this, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, again, I tell people all the time, I'm not here to be politically correct. I'm here to be biblically correct. <laughs> and that's what I'm and scripturally correct, not politically. So, you know, we just got to look at it for what it is. If we say we're a nation, one nation under God, let, let's name that God. Don't be ashamed of the name Jesus. Let's say it's Jesus. We need to put Jesus on our cash. Put a picture of him, an image of Jesus. Huh? Put him, put Jesus on there, and let, and let's start walking out what we claim we believe. And I bet you, he'll heal the land. Remember, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Uh oh, the Lord said we had some wicked ways. He said we'd turn from, and then we'll hear from heaven, 
and then he'll heal the land. So right, that's the, the key process, there, though, right there. Is if my people, it's starting with the house of God. Remember, it's always judgment always starts with us. But how how often do you hear Christians say, "Man, if these sinners in the world would just start doing better," or if these politicians would just get it right, man, we yeah. can put it on. No, he said, "If no, if you guys well, you know, get it, got, the Republicans right. have taken the Senate now, so we don't have right, 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 right. It's so, all going to no, be good." No, he says, "If my people." And we see that with politicians, man. They're, they're, they're dropping like flies, man. All kind of scandals and, and stuff going on. Another one just resigned because of something. You bet. Don't put your faith in politicians. Put them in God. Now, if you got a godly politician, just, you know, not just a hearer, but, but a hearer and a doer of the word, okay, you know, support them. And then if you don't really like them, pray for them too. Pray them into the kingdom. Well, see, that's, that's our job. Pray that, them in. Pray that, them in. I run into some problems with some of the people in our church too on that. As I say, I don't care what party they're in. You need to be praying for them. I don't care if you voted for the president or not. You need to be praying it's for like, them. It's like, no way I'm doing No way in hell I'm doing that. Right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> not going, I'm not going to pray for that guy. Hey, right. See there? Well, I don't want nothing. You know, and it well, doesn't see, matter now, if you're a Democrat or Republican. You're out of matter. the will of God. You're being disobedient if you're doing You're not. You don't have faith in God because he told you to do that. Remember, having faith is acting on what you believe. You say you believe the word of God. He tells you to pray for all men. Well, do it then. He tells you to pray for those that despitefully use, use you. Use you. So if he's he your enemy, if you hate him, the president, you still got a command to pray for him. You know what's <laughs> weird, though, when you really think about it, is how many people are there that, that you've ever talked to in your life that were somehow despitefully used by the president? Maybe they disagree with his politics. Maybe they disagree with something he wanted to do. But how many of them were really, you know, harmed by him, wronged by him, done dirty by him? Mm -hmm. Most people, they're just talking politics. It wasn't that he actually really did something to them. I mean, most of the time, when somebody despitefully uses you, that's going to be a family member. That's going right, to be right, a friend. Right. That's going to be a coworker. That's going to be somebody that you usually know pretty well who is going to be that one that says or does something that's rude or, or mean or, or shouldn't have been done. It's going to be somebody that you know. And when you read those scriptures and you read something like, Pray for those that despitefully use. When somebody despitefully uses you, that means they did you wrong. Mm -hmm. When when you talk about the words despitefully used, that means you were wronged. So that means that God wants you to pray for people who wronged you. He wants you to pray for people who did something to you they should not have done. And so in all of those things, it goes back to what we were talking about in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to believe God. So my family member says or does something that was mean or rude or nasty to me. I now have a choice. I can try to get even. I can get mad. I can try to get revenge. I can tell all everybody else what they did. I can gossip about them. Or I can do what the Bible says, and that is go to them and then forgive them. And also, even though they despitefully used me, I will at that point pray for them. And so you have a choice to be made in all of that, that you can do what you want to do, or you can believe God and do what God says in these kind of matters. And this is where, mm. this is where faith meets the the rubber meets the road on a daily basis because we can talk about faith all we want. 
we can talk about believing God all we want, but it's in those real days, those times when pressure come on. Yeah, when when real life hits, right? Real that you life get hits. A chance to tell what you really believe. And right. show what you really believe. And, and, and speak what you really believe. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak. Because like you how just often? said about that person, oh, I'm not going to pray for them. Well, you just declared what you really believe. Right. You don't believe the word. You don't what, believe what God said. Because well, he you told can, you to pray for your enemies. Or you, you say, like, I'm going to I'm gonna gossip about them. You don't say, I'm going to gossip about them, but you go well, gossip you, about them. Would you say, I'm going to complain about them? He said, no, pray for them. Pray for your leaders. And it, and if if that person really has done something to you, Go to them. Don't go to your, you know, you've seen this. I've oh, yeah. seen this. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. This happens in families all the time. Aunt Martha says something to Cousin Tom, and he doesn't go to her and say, hey, you know, you said something that hurt my cousin. feelings. He goes and tells everybody else in the family. Except her. What a <laughs> terrible person Aunt Martha is. You know what? We do that in the church, too. We'll go tell everybody else except and always, you know, encourage and challenge people to not just hear the word, but to do it. I'll tell them in a minute. I have instances where me and another pastor had a disagreement or they wronged me and I had to go, or I know other Christians and I tell them, Hey, you, what the word says do, you got to do the word. You can't overlook what the word says do. And I'll say what the word says do in that case. And sometimes they are reference it. They'll say it. I say, well, did you do that? No. Well, now you're just a hearer only because you didn't do it. Scripture says you'll be blessed if you do it. You'll be blessed probably in more ways. You and your brother be reconciled. That's a blessing. That's what heaven loves. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. God loves that. You'd improve to the world. Hey, no, we can have disagreements and yet still be brothers and sisters in Christ and reconcile our differences. That's how we do it in the kingdom. In God's household. Love it's, covers a multitude right. of sins. So again, we got to start practicing this word that we're learning as well. You got not only you got to get in the word and find out what the will of the Lord is, but now you, once you find out what the will of the Lord is, now you got to start practicing it. The scripture calls it, I believe in first or second Peter calls it, refers to it as practicing righteousness. You're righteous, but now you got to practice righteous. You're on the basketball team, but now you got to come to practice. <laughs> yeah. And usually practice is in those awkward times that you, you want to go home and eat and relax. No, we got practice right now. Why? For the big game, the big game of life, the life, more abundantly that Jesus came. It's going to be a game. So we have to keep practicing. Remember, because we've been previously, we've been conformed to this world. But he says, now you've been studying this word. It's transforming you. Now you got to practice what, what you've been learning. So now you start off. I tell people, start off with laying hands on yourself first. When you got that hangover, that's what I did. I still drank when I got saved and I had slight hangovers, but I was reading about laying on the hands. I was like, before I went out and practiced on anybody else, I'm going to see if this work on myself. <laughs> I laid hands on myself in the name of Jesus. And guess what? It worked. God's no respect to person. He's just principles. He has principles, laws he set up here. This principle right here work anywhere on the earth. Gravity. It worked for anybody. <laughs> yeah. So and if, once I learned how to operate in the principles It'll still work for me. Yeah, if I want to commit suicide, gravity works. Go up on the highest building in Chico and jump. It's gonna, I'm going to get a splat. And, and again, once we know how to you know, use the principles of the kingdom, they actually work. That's why he tells you, us, don't be just hearers of the word only, but do it. Because you're going to be blessed in what you do. It's going to work for you. You just got to practice. Well, you know, and, and you talk about joy and, and 
God came, Jesus came to give life in it more abundantly and that God wants us to have joy and peace and all those things. What a lot of people don't understand is that when you have somebody done something and you're, you're withholding forgiveness, you're, you're just holding on to your anger and, and those things, you're being harmed more usually than the person that you're angry at. Well, the scripture says you've now allowed a seed of bitterness to grow right. up in you. And so now it's eating you up. It's you're eating you up. You're a seed of bitterness. A seed, a seed of bitterness can't bring can't produce no good. Right. So you you have this anger in your heart. You have this feeling in your heart. It's eating you up. Usually the person you're angry at has long since ceased to even think about you anymore. They're living happily ever after. And you, because of the anger that you feel toward them, you can't ever get past it. You can't. It just robs you of your joy. It robs you of your peace. It robs you of all those things because all you can do is think about them. I've known people. 20 years after the fact, just the mere mention of a person's name gets their heart beat up, gets their their pulse going, gets their adrenaline flowing, and all they can think is, man, I'd sure like someday to be able to tell them what I want to tell them. I'd sure like someday to be able to give them a piece of my mind. I'd sure like someday to let them have it. And it's years and years and years later, after whatever it was that happened, and they still are being eaten alive by the anger and the bitterness mm -hmm. that of what had happened to them previously. <coughs> so you don't forgive people all the time just for them. It's for you. It's for you. <laughs> Jeez. And Lord, don't I know that. If you don't have an opportunity, life is going to give you an opportunity to experience that because we've all fallen short. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory, even pastors, all God's children have. And again, life is always going to give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of the Lord is. When I say that, prove that the word is working mightily in your life. Because people are going to disappoint you, man. They're going to persecute you. They're going to say bad things about you. And don't let that seed of bitterness grow up in you. Again, as a pastor, I had an experience where against another pastor. He said some stuff when God first called me to the ministry that wasn't pleasing. He put it in a letter, and wow, it was just brutal, man. I was like, wow. And again, I'm from the hood, so I'm like, man, nothing affects me. I'm <laughs> tough. I'm hard. But guess what? When I was subconsciously thinking about that, that seed was growing, that seed of bitterness towards what he had said towards me. It was growing. And every time I saw him, Richard, ooh, man. It was, I, I, every time his name was mentioned, it just riled up something in me. And, but God convicted me on that thing. He said, now go and ask him for forgiveness. I'm like, Lord, but, but he wronged me. He said, no, but you allowed to see the bitterness to grow up. You go and ask him for forgiveness. Well, that's going to do it right now. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We're going to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O.
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.